Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Bonjour et bienvenue aux tactiques d'industrie. Moi, je m'appelle Friendly Rich, puis aujourd'hui, c'est l'épisode 96, une conversation avec le musicien, le poète, le chef et bien d'autres, Bernard Pierce, qui habite au New Orleans, en Louisiane. Alors, euh, j'espère que tu aimes cet épisode et communiquez avec nous à Industry Tactics au Twitter, puis visite www.friendlyrich.com pour savoir plus de ce que je fais maintenant. Hope you're all doing safe. Hope you're all doing safe. What the fuck? That was my French introduction, something we'll be doing for now on in the French tongue and the English. I'm Friendly Rich, your loyal host, and welcome to the podcast Industry Tactics. I hope you're all safe and well. A conversation I had a little while ago with the uh, New Orleanian artist Bernard Pierce. We go way back. So it's, it's a real treat to have Bernard on the podcast. Bernard Pierce. Enjoy episode 96. There you are. Welcome. Hey, man. Let me put on the headphones. Do it. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds beautiful. All right. Welcome. Thank you, man. We're recording, okay? We're I don't want recording. to take you by, su- by surprise No, here. it's cool, man. Okay. Okay. How you been? <laughs> yeah, that's a loaded That's a loaded question. <laughs> Let's unpack it for an hour. Let's unpack it for an hour. Okay. How have I been? Well, you know, you're huh. you're in Canada. I I'm in Canada. I'm in. A Can- lot of people are are um, envious of that. I know. In I theory, know. in theory, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all pretty envious. Yeah. Of Canada. Yeah. You guys, you guys get along with a lot of people. Who don't you get along with? Who, Who don't, don't the Canadians get along with? Uh, on an international level, that's a. Uh... That's an interesting question. I mean, I think we're all trying, man. One by one, here we are. It's I'm I'm delighted to I'm to see you and have the opportunity yes, to here. chat and catch up. Yeah, it's a, Canada's uh Canada's been watching. 
<laughs> I think the whole I think the whole world's been watching, man. Do you it's guys like, eat popcorn? Do you guys yeah, eat popcorn? I mean, <laughs> almost. We almost did. We almost did. Not to, not to make it not to make it a fucking spectacle, but uh, but it is. You no, know. but that's what it is. Yeah, and that's how our our Mr. Trump. Yeah, got to where he is because you know he he I study that guy a bit. Yeah, sure. And so he's got a history of being in the media, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And controlling the narrative yeah. for nearly 40 years. Right. He's been in the media that long. Right. He's always been, his, his uh, image has always been manicured. He had yeah. a, um, a relationship with this newspaper called the National Enquirer. Yeah. That he would, you know, he would just... He had like a reporter that was dedicated to him and he'd call this guy up and like give him exclusives and yeah. you know, he just loves and then he and then, then you know, his base in America is this is um that you know, uneducated mm -hmm. people without mm -hmm. college degrees mm -hmm. that you know, it's these guys that watch um, professional wrestling. Okay. So which is millions and upon millions of people. He was on he was on exactly, 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 exactly. I think he's Andy Kaufman in disguise. Fuck man, <laughs> it is. It's Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman is school of politics. Yeah. So 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 let's back up. Let's back. Okay. Well, well, formally, thank you. Industry tactics, man. You and I have known each other how long? It's it's a while. At least since two thousand five, we probably started corresponding. Yeah. Yeah, and then we met in two thousand six. Are we? Are February. we? Are we kind of loosely, weirdly, for some inexplicable reason, connected through Katrina? Like, is that what kind of? Threw yeah, you, yeah, threw yeah. You on your journey out of out of New Orleans. Well, like well, no. I mean, I've been no. touring. Yeah, I've been touring since ninety eight. Okay. Wow. Wow. So yeah, so that I. You know, and I, I, I played Pop Montreal. Yeah. The same time that October. Is that how of two thousand? Man, you got a good brain because, like, I'm like, it's all blurry to me. So, did we meet in Montreal or in Toronto? No, no, I don't think so. Maybe in Montreal. Okay. okay. But we so, met in Brampton. Yes. Um, and then you know, back even further, I had gone to a music festival. Hmm. in Toronto, where I met this guy, Jim Bravo, oh, yeah. who's a painter and musician. Hmm. At, and I was the truck driver back <laughs> when this happened, 1996, okay. 97. Whoa. 96, 97, I was driving big rig trucks, and I went to Canada for a delivery mm -hmm. and spent you know two weeks in Canada, and then it happened to be during like this in n-e-w or n-w-e or yeah some yeah. big music conference okay and north I, by northeast I, maybe yeah yeah, 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 yeah maybe yeah. north by northeast or something mm -hmm. and i dropped my trailer mm -hmm. and was bobtailing around toronto <laughs> to music festival and met this great guy jim and we're still in touch cool on the old facebook um cool 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 you know canada is awesome i like yeah I like man going up there. You, it's it's interesting how you've kind of cross paths with canadians a lot it seems like it yeah and that that whole uh the mrz and the uh yeah. there's a thing a big thing on the canadian public what is it Can canadian public broadcasting 
The CBC? Yeah. They yeah. had a big thing on uh, about the Amara Z and the Caravan Stage Company that came right. out recently. Right. And I right. was a member of that company since 2012. Yeah. But they started in Montreal. Um, okay. I mean, in the 60s, you know, yeah. as, a, as a theater company. Yeah. And they and uh, and, you gotta and check they those sail? guys out. Yeah, it's a, oh it's yeah, a, it's, they've been all around the world. Yeah, neato yeah. man, neato. Yeah. Most they don't technically they don't do a, a lot of sailing. Yeah, because all the rigging is used for theatrical purposes. Okay, for for staging. Fuck. So that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. But they're amazing. amazing. They like yeah, they, they're yeah. they're great. So that, that's my real deep connection with Canada. So tell us, are, are those guys? Are you? Are you? Are you, you're? You're born and raised in Lafayette, is that right? Did I get no, that's that's the big city. I was grew up in this village. It's called a village mm -hmm. of parks. The village of parks, and within that village, mm -hmm. I lived in an African American community because it was segregated, mm -hmm. um, called Promised Land. Whoa. And that's those are the ancestral. Ancestral homeland. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, don't, right on the bayou. Don't get too heavy. Okay, okay. So cool, cool. <laughs> just a nice light. You just drop that in there. Okay, so you're from the promised land. All right, awesome. Glad we. Glad, I knew that. I knew that about you. And 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 you end up in New Orleans. And are you in New Orleans right now or what? I'm in New Orleans right now. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And how did you end up there? Like, did, you, did it just? I mean, it's New Orleans, you know. Yeah. Plus, you know, being a Louisiana guy, mm. my family goes back here since before it was Louisiana. Whoa! You know, they go way like hundreds of years. You've traced so, that, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. mom, my mom is like a genealogist. Awesome. And awesome. so, I mean, she's a librarian. Then she became a genealogist. Uh, you know, c focusing on our family. Yep. But that history goes back, wow. you know, to the 1700s. And so um, that wow. parks, that area was part of this Native American uh, First Nations yep. area called the Atacapal okay. region. And so that was, and you know, that's, you know, thousands of years old. Those people were there. Yeah, you know, then the 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 French and Spanish came in, and that's yep. the only reason why they chose to settle where they settled because people were already there. I mean, I'm reading about the early history of Louisiana, yeah, and uh, these European settlers were it was it was it was brutal because yeah, they just didn't know. I mean, they weren't they're from France, from Paris, some of them. You know, those cities were like you know you could go shopping. Yeah. For food. Yeah. You you couldn't go shopping here. Whoa. You know? whoa, <laughs> was whoa, place, you know? whoa. Some of these guys were um after being here a few months, they didn't have any clothes anymore. Yeah. No clothing. They're yeah. they're they're living Heavy. stark naked. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Louisiana was a really brutal yeah. brutal settle settlement where you've got a lot of people you know, just struggling to survive. Yeah. And uh, but they always settled like here in New Orleans. There's a French market yeah. that was a Native American trading post Man. for over a thousand years. And then the French found it 
And they said, whoa, that's a good trading post. All the native people went up north mm. when the spring floods were going to come because mm. they knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes, disease, yeah, 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 yeah. alligators, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the they're like, bye. The wrath. And all yeah, the yeah. Europeans were like, oh, we got this great trading post. Where'd wow. everybody go? Uh, wow. Well, and then, you know, uh, a lot of them succumbed. They built the city around the French market. But then, you know, New Orleans just struggled. I mean, there was like disease and yellow fever and, uh, you know, all, all, you know, just starvation. Mm. And all of this happened. But the point is that everywhere, I know in Louisiana that there was a European settlement. First, there was a Native American mm-hmm. settlement and trading mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. which is pretty fast. I like, I like being from here because it's, it's got yeah. that old, old, oh, man. It's so old, you know? Oh, man. And, and does it feel like home? Like, does it? It's, what, what do you mean? Louisiana? Yeah, it's, yeah, it I is mean, my home. Yeah, I it's mean, in me. I mean, does it feel normal? It's so strange. It's so surreal. It's so upside down. Well, it's so underwater, you know, all of it. It's just, there's so much history. And does it feel normal to you? I mean, it, uh, yeah, I have no other comparison. And I've been all yeah. around the world, you know? Sure. You know what feels, feels exactly like this place feels mm. is like Bangkok. Mm. Yeah. Bangkok, it's like, yeah, it's wow. the same kind of vibe. In Vietnam, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, when I go to Europe, I'm like, uh, you know, this is kind of weird. It's kind of stale, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, where's the, where's the wild factor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been to South America, but I'm like Mexico. Well, Mexico City feels yeah. a lot like, uh, like New Orleans does. And New Orleans is like on the, of course, on the lighter end of all of that, you know, the more like sanitized version of Bangkok. Yeah. Cause Bangkok, I stayed in, wow. um, there for a month. I was in Chinatown yeah. in Bangkok. So it's like double, doubling down on my Asian experience. Wow. Wow. You know, and that, that place, right. Chinatown in Bangkok is a thousand years old. So the yeah. Chinese have been there for a thousand years. So there's like this blend, hmm. but still separate of yeah. Thai Chinese culture. So some of the things they do there in that neighborhood, they don't do anywhere in China or anywhere else in Thailand. It's pretty unique to that neighborhood. Right. You know, that kind of cross, cross-cultural thing. And I love Southeast Asia, man. So I think it reminds, it does, you know, a lot of Vietnamese settled here yeah. after, after um, the Vietnam War. Oh, I because didn't know that. Of that okay. Because of the similarities okay. of like the shrimping, yeah. fishing, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, and yeah. the French influence, you know, because yeah. the French were in Vietnam in the 1500s. Whoa. And they're here later, you know, in the 17, 1600s. So, you, you know. You're, you're kind of nomadic, eh, in the way you roll? Yeah, uh, I mean, been that way. New yeah, Orleans is, is is your is your is your uh, is your home base for sure, though. Ancestral home, yeah. You know, but I'm a freak here too, man. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like New Orleans is better for me where where I grew up. It's a pretty wild place with all the uh, well, the Acadians. Yeah, yeah. You know, they settled down there, so I'm sure. in Cajun country. I've been I've been following that that fascin- <laughs> that whole. It fascinates me, man. We're all. It, it we're is all connect- we're all connected. Um, yeah, let's play. Wanna- let's play a tune of yours. Let's play. Okay. Uh, you you want to set this up? Let's play. You can have it. 
I oh, that's love just some this. wild. It's What's just going some on? Wild fun. Just trying to have fun. Well, amen. Here it is. You can have it, <laughs> Bernard Pierce. <laughs>
that was that was you can have it. What a groove there. So who's playing on that? And when did you record it? Oh, th- that's all me. Oh shit! Amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And are you? Yeah, that's right. I should have known this about you. You're one man machine. You, you're. One- are you formally one man machine? You used to go by one man machine, right? And now I you're mean, just Bernard Pierce. Not. Yeah. Pierce. Yeah. I mean, you know. You shed that bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's. I don't know. There's a lot of one man machines out there. Okay. Amen. Okay, there's so, only one Bernard know. Pierce. Oh, that was Bernard <laughs> Pierce. Yeah, so you pl- you play all the instruments, eh? Yeah, there. The, I have to. I think on this track, I have to listen to it. But yeah. I think there might be one drummer uh, wow. Wow. on there. This guy, Germaine Prejean. Okay, cool. But aside cool. from that, and I I do a little drumming on it. Yeah. But he kind of pulled it together. But I need to make sure. I need to. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard it okay. in a while. Okay. So you're saying you're you're considered a freak in New Orleans? That's saying a lot. No, not in New Orleans. No, I'm I'm like a cop in New Orleans. Oh shit! I'm the straight man in New Orleans. Okay. Now where I'm from, I see. The That's country better. town. That's better. Okay. From, from I'm the more land. of a. You're the yeah, freak of outlaw. the promised land. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good, good, good. 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 Outlaw. You know oh, what the hell? Where did you yeah. come from? Yeah. And you know, and I and it was that way my whole life. Right. Mm. Sort of mm. like, you know, I had friends and I was yep. loved and loved, yep. you know, but always like, hmm, that guy's a little different. Okay. That guy's a little different. And it's yep. my father is half Russian, half African. Oh, wow. Russian Jew. Oh, And yeah. when I found that out, like, because he yeah. was adopted. Yeah. But my adoptive grandmother was yep. a badass woman from North mm-hmm. Carolina, moved mm-hmm. to Harlem in the 30s, adopted my dad. Wow. In like 42, wow. 43, but he was the offspring of a Russian Jewish woman who played the organ oh. in Harlem, jazz pianist, uh, jazz organist, actually, okay. wow. and hooked up with my grandfather, who was of West African descent. But, mm. you know, we don't know the, the, the mm. circumstances of that union, you know? Okay. So, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. We don't know what. But uh, <laughs> so the Russian, when I found out I had Russian blood, yeah, it all kind of made sense. When, when did you find that out? A couple of years ago. Amazing, we always yeah. knew she was Caucasian, yeah. but we and, yeah. and Jewish, but we thought she was from Poland. Okay. Because uh, you know she, you know the, those records, it was all fuzzy. But my sister actually tracked her down, and she had just died. The oh, grandma. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But we found a a cousin. Okay. Okay. You know, we found a cousin and they gave us the whole lowdown and sent pictures of my Russian family. Yeah. And man, it made a lot of sense. So you you kind of touched on not fitting in. What was like, um, what was high school like? What was like? It was was, great because I was. uh, Where'd you go to high school? In Brobridge High School. Brobridge High. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bridge High yeah. in Promised Land? No, no. Br- Promised Land is like a little village. Okay. So Burbridge is like the big city, you know. You went to the big city. Which is smoke. not a big it's not okay. a big city. Okay. At all. Okay. Okay. You know? And it was good. It was good. It was like It was well, you know, it was a good it was a great experience. Yeah. And I was a freak, but yeah. I was really good at football. Oh. So it okay. balanced the okay. two out. Got it. Got I was it. hanging Got it. out with the goth yeah. kids. Yep. Listening to the cure. Okay. But also kicking ass 
football on the so f- nobody yeah. could fuck with me. Awesome, great. awesome, great. That's got to be good for status. Love me. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the goth kids loved me because you know I was, I was hanging out with them socially, listening to cool. the Smiths and the Cure. Yep. And, cool. But then you know the football kids loved me too because I was you know I was good at football. I was captain were, of the football team. Were you doing music and poetry, and were you creative? Poetry back, always, back then? always yeah. poetry. Yeah. Music, you know, took piano lessons yeah. and stuff. Okay. okay. And uh, but you know, it was when you know, I guess in high school, yeah, started getting more into the rock and roll and picking yeah. up rock and roll instruments and yeah you like know what, always what, play what, piano. what motivates you to go to something like pop montreal like when do you start developing all that the one-man show and all of that like how does that come to be you know that's a good question i mean i was in a band called um this band pretty seminal i guess the word is rock band in in louisiana called yeah. frig a go-go oh yeah and they're, they never made it outside okay. of Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe a few shows here, a few shows there. But yeah. in southwest Louisiana, which is the thing about southwest Louisiana, there's a lot of music there mm. that, that a lot of these guys don't get out. Right. Of right. this little right. area. Right. But they're huge sure. in that scene, you know. So sure. a lot of bands would come through. Like I tried to book Stereo Lab. Mm-hmm. in Lafayette once. I couldn't mm-hmm. find a venue to host them. This was yeah. at the height of their popularity wow, wow, wow. globally. You know, they're wow. like amazing. Yeah. People yeah. were like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Mm. okay. You know, because because uh, this guy, this local band, like Keith Frank, right, the Zodico guy, he is he is like Fela Kuti. Yeah. If you know anything about Fela Kuti, like this in Africa, he had this huge like kind of cult following, uh-huh. and Keith Frank's the same way. Keith Frank will play anywhere in yeah. Southwest Louisiana or Houston, and yeah. there'll be you know a thousand people there. Yeah, at the drop, and he doesn't have to tour. He doesn't have to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, you know, amazing. Every amazing. Weekend, like that's the the dream, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's yeah. like Horace Strong. This mm-hmm. guy is a Cajun musician. Cool. He, he they'd ask him, well, Horace, when, when are you going to tour? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got a good job with the school board. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tour. You know, but then you know he could, <laughs> yeah, he could, but you know, or they yeah. complain like Horace would go to Paris or something, and he complained that he couldn't get any good food. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. But, Amazing, but but yeah. to his credit, yeah, Anthony Bourdain before he. Uh, yeah. Went on to the great beyond, came to Lafayette. Yeah. And he came to um, Cajun country, you know, uh-huh, Creole uh-huh. country. And uh-huh. he's like, these people break all the fucking rules. I yeah. don't know if I can curse. They, yeah, they, make all, they, they, make, they break all the rules of cooking. Yeah. Of, yeah. But it's so good. It's amazing. Like he had his, he had his, little, his mind blown. Yeah. Because, you know, we're doing, we're doing some things that you'll find in France because of that French influence. But yeah. all yeah. the rules are broken. And it's just like you know, this amazing food. A lot of people try Cajun food yeah. anywhere else but yeah. in Cajun country. It's yeah. nothing. It's, it's only it's just a name alone. Can we talk That's about that? So, so when you were on that boat with, those, with that theater company, yeah. were you the, the official chef? Yeah, I've done that on the MRZ for a number of years. And then the MRZ is the name of the ship? The name of the ship. Yeah. Great Canadian vessel. 
Great Canadian Wessel. Vessel. Vessel. Wessel. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do. Let's keep going. But anyway, okay, but, so you're the but, chef. Yeah, I was a chef, and then I became a performer. Yeah, later of course on. you but did. Even even as chef, everyone or whatever you are with the company, yeah. you're doing three yeah. jobs. Man, it's so beautiful. Everyone's sailing like, the ship. You need to go visit those guys. Do I follow you on? No, but I'm I'm like fucking petrified of the sea at night, so I can't do any of that shit. I'll oh, just they admire. don't sail at night. You'll be fine. All right, all right. You gotta die. All right. Something. I love it. I love you. I love you. So, but 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 you're uh, yeah. like following you on. You're on. You're on. I don't know what I follow you on social media. It, it, yeah. Uh, you know, Instagram or or Facebook. But seeing what you're what you're cooking and the creativity of like, Hey, I found these snails. Guess <laughs> cooking snails. Like it was just very like, I don't know. It just seemed very. I think creative. you were referring to the, the um, razor clams. There you go. Razor clams. Yeah. But and, you're always cooking something exciting. Like that's just like, fucking. yeah. So what it's would you call fun, you? Man. What's your it's style? Of- what's your style on that end with the way you cook? Like, what's your your aesthetic? Well, well definitely, you know, Louisiana, like yeah. traditional country yeah. cooking in Louisiana, which you know is is sort of like you know Middle Ages of you know sixteen hundreds French yeah. cooking, old yeah. country cooking. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so you know, we a lot of the food I do will have some sort of roux. And, you know, we'll do a lot of stool, stews, a lot of, like, one dish I love to make is a jambalaya, which yeah. is like a paella. Yeah. yeah. Through a Louisiana filter. Because the Spanish were here. So it's like rice and sausage. Who, ta- and who taught you to cook? Who taught you to cook? As a family. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a big a. thing. And, and it's part of, like, if you're in southwest Louisiana or southern Louisiana, yeah. you're, you're going to, it's rare that you don't cook. Yeah. Do you, feel, do, you feel, do you feel pressure when you're on that boat? Like, cook, how many are you cooking for there in that? Oh, in that I mean, on the Amara Z, it was up to 50. But oh, no, shit. no pressure. That's, that's No pressure. No. Because it's not like, you know, I'm not a restaurant cook. True. I have had some experience in restaurants. Yeah. That's, that's not my, that's not my, 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 my jam, okay. you know? Okay. That's a whole different world. Those okay. guys are like. You know, and I've done, a, I do, I like, I love to do catering, special events, or like yeah. cooking. Yeah. On the boat, it's always family style. Okay. So you make it, okay. you know, you're roasting okay. 10 chickens. Yeah. Got it. Easy. Got it. You're making a, a vat yeah. of macaroni and cheese. You're making yeah. Yeah. a soup for 50 yeah. with some bread and a salad. Wow. You know, so it's great. Yeah. And it's yeah. all, you know, what, and I, and I cook for the sailors because they, they don't have another meal. Man. You know, they don't have an, uh, uh, this yeah. is their only meal that they're going to have, you know, wow. these, the, the meals that I make. So there's pressure in that, uh, respect yeah. because you don't want to disappoint someone. Yeah. 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 Man. And what I learned and, and then I learned, you know, to really, uh, be a caretaker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's not about me and my food or like, Oh, look what I can make. Or like, what do you want to have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you like, you like Velveeta in your mac and cheese. Yeah. Okay, I'm putting Velveeta in your mac and cheese. You don't say what the fuck's wrong with you. Exactly. Yeah, okay, got it. No, no. Good, good. What do you good. want? What do you want? Cool, cool, cool. And like I make it, you know, the biggest compliment I've ever gotten was I was in Vietnam. 
Yeah. And men really don't cook in Vietnam. Okay. Okay. Especially where I was. Yeah. That's what all the women told me. Okay. So I'm at this hostel, really nice hostel, in this count, the, the count, town called Nha Trang. It's on the beach. Mm. Um, and I'm cooking uh, this, like, uh, congee, which mm-hmm. is, like, sort mm-hmm. of a rice porridge. Mm-hmm. And and I'm big, I made a big pot for everybody. Nice. And first they're freaked out that I'm cooking. Yeah. I mean, and... and they're like, and, what's this guy? And then I'm black and I'm there. And you're cooking and, in, 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 their, in their style. <laughs> like, you're doing... <laughs> What the, and, who, who is this? Who is this imposter? Yeah. And then this one guy from uh, Da Nang, he came in, this young guy, and yeah. he has a bowl, and he's like, who made this? Yeah. And, and they uh, point at me. He goes, no, you're lying. This tastes like my mama's. How'd you pick this it is, up? How did you pick that up? Well, I eat. I eat. You know, I like the food, and then I think I have a talent for yeah. recognizing. Oh, Sick. You know, it's like playing by ear. Yeah, sure. You cook by it's, taste. Bernard, you're blowing my mind. Good. What's up? Good. What's up there? So I got all the yeah, ingredients. Yeah. You know, I asked the people like, "What are you putting here?" You know, what what goes? Oh, little baby shrimps. Okay. You know, you get yeah. the chicken. You get the consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't really follow recipes, but I definitely think it's like a musician because I haven't yeah. been to culinary school, but yeah. you know, I've been I've, I had some success with my food. Um, Man. Because I've cooked on the MRZ and then the yeah. part of Baltimore, this other ship, which uh, we sold food as part of the, oh, yeah. the, the, the offerings, this ship called the Mystic Whaler uh, <laughs> out of Connecticut. And then my latest gig was out on the West Coast with, um, with the Lady Washington. Yes. And they just te- texted me yeah. today because I made this big uh, – Sushi bowl, like a, a okay. deconstructed sushi roll. Okay. Uh, with like, you know, snow crab and avocado and salmon. And I mean, yeah. and then they just, they just texted me. Like, I haven't been there since June. Yeah. They're like, hey, we made the sushi bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're quoting you. They're, it's like one yeah. of your finest songs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but man. Thanks for being interested in my little life, you know. Well, you're, I appreciate you're, it. Well, it's awesome. I, I really admire it. How do you, like, just listening to you and following you for the, the past bunch of years and then us reconnecting in 2018. That was great. You're like, what, what are you? Are you, you, you a composer? You a you musician? You a sound man? I saw you doing sound there. Yeah, once. yeah, I run sound, yeah. You a I just live. I just live. Yeah, I just live. Yeah, you don't have you to put a, a title on it. Like it's, well, you know, you're certainly a creative. A I couldn't yeah. be a real musician. Like these guys that tour. Yeah, like yeah. when I tour, I've not tried that. You know, I've been with a band. You've done that. For yeah, months yeah. and yeah. playing you know, I was yeah. in, I was in this band, Dark Meat, out of great. Athens, Georgia. Big, great huge, name, great name, oh, great band, great band, great. great wow. you know, and we did like tours where we're going city after city yeah. after city. Okay, yeah. And like my favorite part was when we break down, and then we'd be in the town for a week, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. few days. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when I toured, like, you, you know, when that. I went to, yeah. you know, I like to do it that way, like get yeah. to actually meet people. Yeah. So I'll go and like set up. Um, a couple of shows here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, but this whole like chasing after, first of all, my music is so uneven. 
right? It's not so. It's not even the. I had a record label that mm -hmm. put out one of my records, and the reviews were all good. But yeah. the the thing they kept saying was like, "Oh, it feels like a compilation." Mm. Because it was a compilation. Right. Like I didn't put any liner notes, but it was a <laughs> it was a compilation yeah. of me of my work. Yeah. So it was yeah. like fucking balls to the wall rock and roll. Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. there's like a funk tune. Mm -hmm. Then there's like this like neoclassical number. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, nice. Nice. You're like searching, music, man. Yeah. I just like music. It's just like yeah. You know, and I'm not like I'm not a real musician. I'm not a real chef. I'm not a real. I mean, I'm, I get the job done. Yeah, yeah. But I'm that, not, you amen, know. And, amen, and amen, And jack of all trades, I don't yeah, like that yeah. either. No, no, that's because just bullshit. I, because I am a master yeah. at, at, at when I do something. I mean, yeah. when I play a show and somebody comes up to me crying mm. after yeah. the show because yeah, they thought it was beautiful. There you go. I think that's a, a ma I have a, you know, yeah. I've mastered, you know, the, the art of music. Let's get, you know, let's when, when Set us up for some Icarus. Seems like time to hear some Icarus. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good rock and roll tune. Like it's all about uh, you know just society kind of going too far. You know, this is like the story of Icarus, right? Here it going, comes, kissy kissy. You know. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Get it. Hey, you're gonna get it. 
yeah, man. I love I love these recordings. I love these. Recordings. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I had a good team. I had a good engineer, and then these two great musicians. Like on that tune. Yeah. I'm I'm laying a lot of the tracks down on a loop station, then I bring it into the studio. Yeah, the I think engineer. when I saw you live, you were big on that. Like you, were yeah, just, that yeah. was your rig, the the loop station, and the loop were, station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still working with that, yeah. and yeah. it's just a good way to lay tracks down. Yeah, and um, and then you know I'll flush it out in the studio okay. with some good musicians. You know, okay. Usually okay. a drummer, then another musician or two. What's uh What's cooking right now for you, like um in New Orleans or beyond? I know I keep seeing this thing about the house that you're looking to buy. Oh yeah, in Selma. Selma. Yeah, that's that should be. Um, what is that project, Bernard? Well, you know, after Katrina, I got lucky enough to be. Um, to get involved with some real artists, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a musician. I had my record out at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm touring through New York, and I yeah. had, like, a gig at the Knitting Factory or whatever. I remember You know, that. great, yeah. great, great venue. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of my friends was there from New Orleans, Escaping Katrina, mm-hmm. and he told me about this residency at the Lower Manhattan, with the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council, which is mm-hmm. like funded by the Andy Warhol Foundation, and yeah, yeah you know, had a lot of other big funders involved with that project. But that's and how so I applied. That, was that how you brought us to New York that time? That's how I got you to New York. Yeah, Fuck, crazy, crazy. Yeah, so I got okay. that residency, and uh, that was like an eighth month paid residency. Yeah, and uh, it did me a lot of good, and then that's I got introduced perfect. to the whole world yeah. of like artist residencies or being an artist in residency yeah, yeah. Okay. and this was a pretty loose one and it's like it wasn't in a community but yeah. i learned about other artist residencies okay so i've actually it. started one in bulgaria um mm. with this guy adam uh out there he's great and he you know bulgaria is super cheap okay you know and it's yeah, it's sure. depopulating it's like right. it's just shrinking like the yeah. population they're all going to the city centers and my friend Adam lives in this very remote village, a few hours drive, maybe four hours drive from the Sophia. Okay. And, uh, I want to, you know, because of COVID, I haven't really been able to advertise it, mm-hmm. uh, or send people out there, but Adam, uh, has, has moved into this village. It once had maybe 1500 people. And now yeah. it's like under a hundred people live there. Whoa. So I, I was just looking, scouring the world for a place that was safe, yeah. that was cheap. And Bulgaria came up because I met someone at a club I was m- mixing sound for. And, yeah. you know, they always, people always come up to the sound man. Yeah. You don't yeah. look that busy. But you always have your ears and eyes open, don't you? Do you? Don't yeah. You? Like it's, and you're mixing, you're yeah. working, but you don't look that busy. And then they always, the bartender's busy, if, you know, yeah. whatever. They can't talk if, if it's busy. Yeah. But they'll come up to me. So this girl came up to me, and we started talking, and she was from Bulgaria. And I had been looking, and, and she kind of told me a little bit more about Bulgaria. And then mm-hmm. I, it just caught my attention, and I went back and checked it out. And then I started getting, doing these internet searches. I met this guy, Adam. And I was In- like, industry. Adam, I want to industry tactics he's keeping his ears and eyes open at all times and opportunities just kind of <laughs> slap you in the face don't don't they or they, oh, just, fall, 
They, do they, do they fall on your lap or do you, do you, no, you, no, you got to dig, you dig, you, you dig. dig, you dig. Someone you says dig. Bulgaria. Someone tells me Bulgaria. I'm going, all right, cool. I'm yeah, not check digging. it out. No, you, you check it all out. That, that's <laughs> how you amazing. do it. And it's amazing. It's an amazing place. Dirt cheap. Yeah. And, and, and it's not that also it's like this mix of like sustainability. You know, it's not, they're not living in crushing poverty. Right. You know, they, yeah. they're part of the European Union, but they haven't, um, they haven't changed over to the euro. So they're okay. on their own okay. currency. Okay. So what's I, their, I what's their money? Of, I, spent, I spent a the lev. Oh, yeah. And, and, and people spend about $500 a month. Okay. What makes you that lev. way? What makes you that way, Bernard? Like, what, what makes you Well, you know, down? you got to wait. Like, I don't, you grow up What poor makes you dig? Yeah. You don't have anything and you want yeah. to do something and, but you know, you want to figure out how to do it. So you find yeah, a way. That's cool. That's you know, I want to go, I want to, you know, when I, when I travel, yeah. Um, I don't say, Oh, I'm going on the 19th. Okay. okay. No, I look at the airlines and say, when, when's, where's the flight for a hundred bucks? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> Industry <what> tactics. <laughs> And so, and, and so take That's us to Selma. How, where, where does Selma come in? Selma is another residency that I want to set up because okay. Selma, you know, we have all this. I don't believe in any of the, these protests that are going on in America. I believe they should be protesting, but I think the time for physically marching in the streets yeah. is over. What happened with America and these, this marching, it got turned around on on the people that were marching it oh. was weaponized against the very people that were marching for a just cause like they were right. marching because um an officer of the state executed yeah, yeah. a u.s citizen because he yeah. was black yeah yeah on the streets yeah and you know yeah and now yeah now those protests justified protests have been weaponized yeah. against the very protesters got it because got it. you know some people are like there was footage of this guy breaking glass you know these all these militia groups and all these uh these boogaloo guys all yeah. these yeah. weird guys yeah they're, they're they're trying to bring about a race war yeah yeah and a civil war so yeah they're weaponizing yeah. those tactics yeah against the, yeah the, and that and that's why trump got so many votes because yeah. Yep. He was saying law yep. and order, law and order. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, but, but it's his base. Some of these people, these, these right-wing, you know, yep. anarchist groups are the people that are causing the violence. And the police are actually right. causing the violence. In the mix, in the mix, loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. the, the, this, this poor guy that was killed oh, in Colorado, this yep. violin, maybe the most gentle human being, ever to be on the planet i don't know if you're familiar with this guy that no, got killed. He, he, he played violin to like cancer patients he's oh like this gosh. vegan black like very gentle yeah. effeminate person and he's like begging them to leave him alone they pin mm. him down on the streets of aurora colorado mm. inject him mm. with something mm. jesus he gets injected, like with a hypodermic needle, what and then the? they choke this guy out, oh kill him. So people are having a concert in the park, celebrating this guy's life, 
the most peaceful protests you can imagine. Yeah. And then the, the police come out like stormtroopers yeah, yeah. And, and disrupt the, the concert that's happening. Man. And so, and, but then, you know, they're, they're able to turn this around on people. So th- what's happening in Selma, yeah. it's like the, it's, it's a very important place for the civil rights movement. Right, right. What happened there. Right. It's like the home of, you know, the, where, where Sunday Bloody Sunday happened, yeah. which was this, these pr- police brutality was caught on film and televised around the world. So that was a big turning point in Selma, Alabama. And what I want to do there now, Selma <laughs> is, yeah. is like, you know, you go there, it's 80% African-American. Mm-hmm. The town is impoverished. And I would gander just by uh, taking a survey of the town yeah. that 80% of the residents yeah. are in economic prison. Whoa. They live in public housing. Whoa. And this public housing is just like, it's just, it's like a prison. Mm-hmm. It's an economic prison. They're like in little cells. Yeah. You know, they're like these yeah. stark red brick buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no landscaping. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and the number one way that people in America are able to save money and start small businesses or send their kids to college yeah. is through home ownership. Right. That's a documented fact. Right. So what I want to do in Selma is I want to buy a house there. This house is like $40,000. Okay. I've already raised $11,000. Okay. Just through Facebook. I haven't gone public yet because I want okay. to have the house okay. in hand yeah. before I go public. And it'll be an artist in residence, an activist in residence. Wow. Uh, program, you know, having the house as a home base. Okay. So people can go there and then they okay. can do whatever they want. It'll it'll work like an Airbnb, yeah. but targeted for artists and activists to yeah. go there. And if they care about yeah. Black Lives Matter, if they care about yeah, social I I injustice, wow, man. They instead of marching on the streets and getting shot <sighs> or getting tear gassed or getting right, this right. movement turned around on you, or your your energy is now weaponized against you. That wow. won't happen if you're actually interacting with what the community concept. and helping helping the community. What well, a it's concept. not an original it's not an original idea, but you know no, it, 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 the way you're framing it though, the way you're going about it, right. it like there's something this seems big in your in your life, in your career, in your Yeah, vision, it is big. It is voice, it is and know? I think it's simple because mm-hmm. it's just a little house. Yeah, I saw the house it. doesn't need doesn't yeah. need any work. It needs how do a how work. do people who are listening to this? How can they how can they donate? Oh wow! They, well, like I know you're taking a. a you know, I got go a GoFundMe. I got a GoFundMe set up. Okay, and it's called okay. the Selma Selma Alabama Art House. Okay, okay. So look you that know? up on GoFundMe. Yeah, Selma Alabama <laughs> Art House, and look up Bernard Pierce. P-E-A-R-C-E, yeah. Yeah, Pierce on Facebook, right? Is that the best way to get you? to find Facebook out? is great. And then okay. there's okay. Uh, the Instagram, which is pierce.bernard. All right, look him up, but, follow him, yeah. get into his work. This is really important stuff here. So thank you, man. Yeah, 
I mean, so when what, that's so that is that the big project that you you've got cooking right now? Like that's yeah. Right now, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go there in the next week or so. Yeah. Um, meet with a real estate agent, and I've got a partner, and we're gonna try to just secure Sick. the house and make it ready for to receive. Okay. Make it okay. ready to receive, and then my big project is to personally, you know, I'm opening it up for people with their own ideas yeah. to come into Selma. Spend yeah. some money, have a conversation yeah. with someone, yeah. be on the ground. Because I think if we can get Selma right, I love we the can get the rest it. of the world, Fuck, the rest of the country right. Yeah, I love, it. You know? I love it. I love the way you framed it. I love the way you set it up. Uh, you know, oh, like, good, good. I mean, and, and you know, the, the thing about the housing too, my personal project is yeah. to try to connect these people that are in public housing with a program that already exists. Okay. Right, the USDA, wow. the U.S. Department of Agriculture, has a rural development program that'll give somebody tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars, so they can build and and own their own home mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. or renovate an existing home, and yeah. then literally hundreds of thousand dollars per house uh, is available, yeah. depending on where you're at in the country, yeah. and it's for low and very low income people. Okay. So this is like the, per the it's just a matter of connecting the dots. It's not yeah, like yeah. we can't solve this problem. And it, and it's, you, yeah, you know, it's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. Like, I mean, you're talking $40,000 to get this house set up or more to, to once you. Yeah, about 40, it, you know, and then. 40 and to then, buy it know, is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bernard. I'm sitting on 10,000 right now. You're doing the, you're doing the good work. I mean, do Talk about home home ownership and what something like Katrina did to to New Orleans when it comes to home ownership. Well, definitely, to be honest, it's complicated. Yeah, what happened here? Because did you learn though? Like your outlook on Selma is that informed by what you saw go down there, or is that are those just? No, it's just me educating myself okay. about okay. problems. Why? Okay, when you when you grow up and you're a child. I grew up next to a sundowner town. Okay. A sundowner town, if you're African-American, if you're a black man in the South or maybe anywhere in the country because they were across the country, yep. sundowner towns meant you better not be in this town after the sun goes down. Okay. And it was written into a lot of the charters of these towns. Right. So if you're a person of color, not only could you not live in that town, yeah. But if you're there mowing somebody's grass, you better, you know, for, for a job, you're allowed to work there, but you're certainly not allowed to be there after dark. Hmm. And that, that's, that's not in a figment yeah. of my imagination. That's yeah. something that's like documented. It's in town charters yeah. across yeah. the country. Yeah. And, and so I grew up realizing that <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, it, it was a problem. My existence was a problem Jeez. for some people, you know, and I, and I asked those questions. Well, maybe these people are right. Maybe these white supremacists are correct. Mm. What, what's, well, let me investigate what's going on. Let me understand why this is the case. So from, from early on, yeah. I started watching documentaries. I started yeah. reading. I started educating myself about those issues. I mean, I was like five years old and I was wondering, well, why is this the case? And I'm still yep. reading. I'm still discovering. Yep. And, you know, um, why are now African-Americans in uh, economic distress? 
Well, because there are some programs that uh, that were legislated to keep them in mm-hmm. economic distress. Mm-hmm. But public housing is certainly one of them. It's a way to control a population. It's a way mm-hmm. to, you know, in America, we vote, and in schools, we vote, right, by district. By ge- yeah. It's geopolitical. Yeah, yeah. So you're voting, your tax dollars go to work in the district that you live, in the area that you live. Right, right. And so if you're concentrated population, geographically, well, then there's no tax base to fund the schools. Yeah. And then, you know, there yeah. bankers and real estate agents after the civil rights movement happened and after integration happened, yeah. there was this thing called white flight. Okay. Because that changed the whole dynamic of, of, of America. You, we're going to have integration. Our schools are going to be integrated. I mean, the national guard had to get sent down to enforce this. People were, vehemently against integration right okay i mean it was a huge deal mm-hmm. and so you know um they fled the inner cities mm-hmm. you know people white white people they mm-hmm. fled there and the suburbs were built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and and and, uh, and 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 funds were made available to them but if there was an african-american neighborhood there mm-hmm. was a red line drawn around that area and the mm. bank said, anything within this area, we're not going to loan money to these people. Right. And it's, called, it's a practice called redlining. Wow. Okay? And we're still dealing with that yeah. to this day because these people, your credit could be golden. You could mm. have income. But yep. if you lived in this, if your address was in such and such a location, you're not getting that loan. Just 100% denial. And certain neighborhoods, it was written into the charter that African-Americans weren't allowed to live in this neighborhood or this town. And, and still to this day, African-American homes are valued, I think it's like 23, 24, 25% less than, um, than any other home mm. in America. So all of that, um, you put all that together and mm-hmm, then you mm-hmm. get there's not a tax base for a police department. There's not a tax base for a fire department. There's not a tax base for education, you know? So yeah. there's an increase yeah. in crime. There's an increase in, there's, you know, there's no money being made. There's no generational wealth uh, yeah. accumulating. When America, the middle class, they make their money based on, you know, they buy a home, mm-hmm. they pay the mortgage. In 20, 30 years, they own the home. They have equity in the home. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah, the you know, yeah. and then they oh, little Johnny needs to go to school. Well, yeah. let's borrow against the let's take out yeah. a little loan. Yeah, against the house, you know. Yeah, you know, they won't lose the house, but they can find some of that capital to buy Johnny a car and give yeah. Johnny yeah. the books he needs and buy little Johnny a sweater and make sure yeah. he's well fed. And you know that's not the case for all Americans. But and that's not the case for all African Americans. But right, right. a lot of African Americans were subject to that sort of discrimination. Yeah, and now yeah. you see it still happening in Selma, mm-hmm. where these folks are living in public housing and they're not able to accrue wealth because you know who's making enough money to survive and yeah. and and have a savings. Yeah, it's almost impossible. You know, the, the debt yeah. to income ratio is, is right on the nose. Yeah. So yeah. at least if you're paying your mortgage, yeah. you're allowed to save money that way. A house is a savings account. 
yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. borrow against. You can them. build on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can build yeah. on. And, and you yeah. know, it's something that you have to pay. You're forced to save it against your better judgment. You, I mean, against your, you know, your bad judgment even. You know, you've got to pay that mortgage or you won't have a place sure. to live. So, um, so I just see that, and, I, and I'm not alone. The Brookings Institute, uh, they're a huge uh, think tank. Yeah. And they can't, you know, I read their study yeah. uh, uh, regarding this subject yeah. and it really supports my ideas. You know, the only thing that they didn't come up with was a, was a solution. I think this yeah. uh, program through the USDA yeah. is a valid solution to maybe a, not a complete solution, yeah. but it can address some of the, um, the you know, the, yeah. some of the, some of the, um, the people that are, um, you know, in that, in that predicament, man, I, I in public housing. So we'll see. I really admire where you're at. Like, I, I just think it's like, because you, you keep hope in, in your approach and it's creative as, as hell. Um, you know, well, it's a, yeah, hopefully it's a simple idea. So it, it's, it's, simple. it's beautiful. Like the, ele- the right. elevator pitch of it is like, I fully understand it. And I'm good. good. That's a, that's a um, concern I have. No, no, don't be, don't, it's, it's charming to hear, it's charming to hear you talk about it. And, and I'm like more invigorated about it now than I was when I read your, your beautiful write-up on, on setting it up. So speaking of your beautiful write-ups, everything you write is like straight to the jugular in terms of like, Oh my God, this, this guy's pen is like strong. You're a poet, man. Are you, well, thank you. Your poems. Yeah. You, you almost, you almost make Facebook tolerable. Uh, (laughs) You know, like one of my, one of my four reasons for staying on Facebook is Bernard Bernard Pierce's poetry. So are you going to, Zuckerberg, I need a nickel, man. What are you planning? What are you planning to do with that shit? What are you planning to do with that? Well, shit? I've got two books I published okay. myself. Okay. Like, okay. I don't believe in, in submitting to, you know, I'm a, I'm big fans of the, the band Fugazi. Oh yeah, sure. And Discord Records, you know, okay. and they did okay. everything themselves. Yeah, yeah, love they it. Worry. Love it. Love you know, it. So love I love it. putting out my own Your DIY. DIY. And can you read us a poem? One of like one of your. So we're, we're listen, guys. We're listeners. We're fresh off of. Trump's loss on Saturday. Did New Orleans go nuts on Saturday when it was announced that Biden won? Uh, you know, New Orleans is always going nuts. Nuts. I mean, we're always going. You know, it's. We're, I think. I think people. People did go out in the streets. Okay, I was going to say you know, the, people the went out in the streets. And yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some celebrations, but you know, we're purple. We're purple down here. Yeah, and you're. You're also. Um, what's the word? And so. Playing it cautious in terms of like where you're at right now. It's uh, a few days later. I mean, I don't think. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you know, it's he, it's, uh, it's tense. Yeah, I mean, he's contesting it. Yeah, sure, sure. He, so we're yeah, not out of this. He's, you know, Trump's contesting it. Yeah, and you know, you can't you you can't laugh at this guy. No, 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 no. It, you it's know, beyond, you can't. He's dangerous. Laughter. I mean, beyond laughter, he is. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so a lot of people are relieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, not so relieved. Okay. Because okay. his attorney general, yeah, is backing him up. They're pulling and, some shit. Yes, exactly, you know, exactly. They're, you know, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not even worried. I don't even, I don't even think Trump's worried. No, I think he's like convinced he'll be president. It's fascinating. I man. think he's convinced and, himself. And depressing, but also full of hope. I, I found those two speeches <laughs> on Saturday night to be 
not just lip service. I don't know. Biden. There, was, there was something about Harris and Biden. Their speeches just. I don't oh, know. They're great. They're great you people. Know? But, you know, the fact of this country, I just think the country's too big. Yeah. We're never going to. And it's, it's been divided for hundreds of years. I mean, look at yeah. the Civil War. Sure, 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 sure. It's sure. basically the same division. <laughs> that's, it's basically that's the same. No progress. The same, There's the none. Same <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. Humans, and it's basically humans, the same right? issues. Yeah. God damn it. It's the God same issues. Us. And, you know, it's like, uh, I think secession would be a good idea. Yeah, nice. You know, well, you know when I looked at great, it, Bernard, break it up. I looked at those numbers. Yeah. I looked at the, I looked at the colors, and right. I and I looked. I said Canada could just like literally go go a little like, hey, we'll lower our bar and bring all those blue states. Right. In. I, sadly, we wouldn't get. Oh man, uh, you guys would make so much money. You know how much uh, California contributes to the economy? Three hundred billion dollars a year. Sick. And New York is, is is second. And you know these folks out there, they're like. Well, we don't want to be like New York and California. We don't sure want you to. Do. Well, you know, I've been in New York and California. They're, they're beautiful places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're well. What's run. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah. they're they're like they're in debt. I'm like, yeah, yeah. because a government is not a business. Sure. So you know, the sure. fire department doesn't make money. Yeah. You know, they don't generate yeah, a yeah, profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Hospitals don't generate revenue. Sure. And you know, and so yeah, they're not making. The state is in debt, but the state is also the private business is generating three hundred billion dollars a year, the mm-hmm. no, the most revenue in this country. And people, they they you know they get they they really don't think they're not they're not able to critically think. They're not critical yeah. thinkers. Yeah, 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 and that's the biggest um, that's yeah. the biggest weapon in for for uh, for Donald Trump and those really right wing. People, they prey on those people that are not critical thinkers. Yeah, yeah. Because that just, you know, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine. It's like, he's like, what do you mean California is an economic generator? And I'm like, well, it is. And he's like, well, they're in debt. I'm like, yeah, those are two different things, buddy. Right, right. Of course course they're in debt. Yeah, Yeah. they're in debt. They're not supposed to make a profit. Nice, nice. You know, Alaska makes a profit. And then they, their citizens get a dividend because they're like, there's a little population there. There's a small population and mm. they generate so much income because of the oil and yeah. timber and, and, and all that, all that. So yeah, they, those people actually make money. Mm. The residents of Alaska, they get paid a small dividend. I think it's like $1,500, $1,000 every wow. year. Yeah. But uh, you know, otherwise no other state, pays their residents they yeah. don't make it you know yeah. you want you want a poem here's a poem well yeah yeah is this set it up is this fresh from uh like, fresh november uh-oh. one i'm so excited go ahead <laughs> the, the floor is i've here. got shotgun shells and magic spells if my gun don't get you my candles will i'll be burning them bright at both ends see you at the finish line when you come in I'm going to win the race, going to win first prize, because I know how to win, because I know how to fly. You'll be running hard and sweating. You're running out of time. I'll be soaring in the sky, because I've paid the price. It was awfully high. Better live today. Tomorrow may not arrive. Ten million years old. I've made out of stardust 
and flesh and bones, love and lust, forever I roam. If you can't seem to understand, you ain't supposed to. If you get lost, just tell yourself what to do. You've got to follow your senses, one, two, three. Feel them inside, buzzing like a bee, four, five, six. Use them all. To find your way, you must fall. Take a great big leap, a leap of faith. If you don't believe, death will laugh in your face. But the joke's on him, because you're already dead. You have always were. Life was just in your head. It will soon be over. In the blink of an eye, the whole human race, the stars in the sky, swallowed up by the great big nothing. Where it came from, God only knows. God only knows. It don't make sense. It ain't supposed to. You're dumb as a rock, a monkey much smarter than you. He spends his days lying around, eating bananas, acting like a clown, while you're the one all stressed out in a gorilla suit. Your tie is so tight, it feels like a noose. Keep it up. You'll soon be swinging. The birds won't mind. They'll still be singing. La-di-da, la-di-da-da, la-di-da-da-da-da-da. Now, that's a, that's a poem to myself. <laughs> that's a By poem. By two selves. You yeah. know, the one that once had dreams of being a you know, nine-to-fiver. Yeah. And, and the one that isn't. Wow. You know, man. you got to talk to yourself sometimes, you know, you're, you're beautiful. And thank you. For ta- <laughs> thank you for talking to us. I really, really, really you're deeply too generous. appreciate it. You're much oh, too well, kind. You're much too kind. Really appreciate your generosity and, uh, and love and, and, and sharing today. And, uh, we're going to go out on one of your longer tunes. This is, uh, the sacred and the profane. Yeah, it, it requires a little patience. That one. Get in <laughs> but there's there. payoff. There's we'll a see payoff you on the other end. side, friends. Thank this you. is 11 minutes of Bernard Pierce. You take care <laughs> of yourself. And uh, to learn more about Bernard's work, check him out on Facebook. And how do they get – they go on uh, – let, let's get direct them I'll give you my time. email, too. My email is the best way, really. For it's that Selma the, House project, though. The, yeah, the, the send fund me an email. Okay, send me okay. An email. It's Bernard Pierce at gmail.com. And that's the way he is. P-E-A-R-C-E. Okay, so just like it's spelled in the podcast, like you're spelled. listening to this podcast at Bernard Pierce at Gmail. Wow, you're you're blessed to have that. You're the only Bernard Pierce with that Gmail address. Good that's for it. you. That's Good it. Good for Sometimes you, man. I get, I get another guy that has a dot between the Fuck Bernard and the Pierce. Fuck that guy. I get it. He's a, he's a lawyer <laughs> in England. Okay. <laughs> well, that's your other self. That's your other yeah. self, right? <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been very generous. Take good care and and keep in touch, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. All the best. All the best. Thank you so much, Bernard, uh, for opening up for your stories. We even got a poem there. That was was a really special episode. Give some support uh, to the Selma, Alabama art house that Bernard is starting up. That is a very inspiring project. I just made my donation uh, to, to that important project. And I hope that you'll do the same. So learn more about uh, us. Let us know what you're thinking about all these podcasts at Industry Tactics. Or go to my website, FriendlyRich.com, for more info. And we'll see you again in two weeks with episode 97. Take good car, everybody. We're going to end it here with a tune 
Another tune by Bernard, The Sacred and The Profane. See you soon.